Welcome everybody to another great installment of Calvary Christian Center. We pray that today's message encourages you and inspires you like never before. So sit back, grab your notes, your notepad, and enjoy this message live from Calvary Christian Center. Lift up a shout before the Lord. Ah, it is so good to see you. If you'll stand just for a moment, we're going to pray together. Anybody glad to be in the house? Make a little noise if you're glad to be in the house, you at home. If you're glad for the word, just praise the Lord right where you are. I'm going to tell you, can I be just transparent with you? I'm so happy to have an amen corner. Listen, I have enjoyed, been thankful to be in your homes and be online with you. But as much as I wanted that camera to say amen, it never said amen. But I feel like I got some folks who might say amen today. Come on. You know, words seem absolutely inadequate in times like these. After three months, we are finally, finally together again. I, I, I'm telling you, I know we've been together and we were with, are with people online. And our online audience has absolutely exploded. We're in the process now of adding two brand new campuses. Come on, somebody that's going to cause our family to grow along with our online audience. But I'm thankful and grateful to be here today. And let me just say this from my heart before I preach. I love everybody. I love you guys so much. Welcome, welcome home. Listen, my heart like yours has been broken over the last week. I am weary. I'm tired in many ways of hashtagging with someone's name behind it. I'm tired of seeing the enemy try to perpetrate division among us. And I believe today that God has given me a word that will speak to us in this hour. Anybody hungry for the word? All right, precious. Just slip up your hands and let's pray together. Father, release anointing today. May your word go forth in power. May Jesus be magnified. God, use me in such a way that as I preach, you heal the land. I thank you and I love you. We pray for families today that they'll experience your touch right in their homes. In Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord an ovation of praise this morning. Will you do it? You can be seated. I'm not going to have you high-five anybody. I may have you high-five yourself. Come on now a little bit later. But I just want to talk to you from my heart today. There has been so much talk recently in the kingdom about this season being the new norm. Now, here we are. We are celebrating Pentecost Sunday. Are there any Pentecostal people that believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And there's been so much talk in the kingdom about what we've experienced as of late is the new normal. They're calling it the new norm. And God just laid this message on my heart, and I knew that I was on point because last night before I went to bed, Long after I had written this message, a church ad came across my social media, and there was a man selling a teaching and a book called This Is The New Norm. And I stand before you today, and I have come to testify and refute this and declare this is not the new normal. I refuse to believe that this is the new norm. Killing a man by putting your knee on his neck for nine minutes is not the new norm. 
Racism and division is not the new norm. COVID-19 and pestilence plaguing our land is not the new norm. Our city's burning is not going to be the new normal. Virtual church with no person gathering in the building is not the new normal. A church divided where people are alienated and separated is not what Christ died for. And in the name of Jesus, I declare it will not be the new normal. You say, Pastor, do you not see the pestilence? Do you not see the problem? Do you not see the racism? Did you not see what went on in the news and what went on in Minneapolis and what went on in Georgia and all these different places? And I would say, absolutely, I do. And I am very sensitive to that fact. I see it, I see it, I see it. But here's my word to you. Have discernment, people of God. Have discernment. Understand the times. Hell is fighting because revival is coming. Okay, I've got 12 of you here who believe it. I said hell is fighting because revival is coming. There is a revival that will touch your children. There is a revival coming that's going to heal our land. There is a revival coming that's going to bring red, yellow, black, and white together. There is a revival that's going to chase out racism and break the back of iniquity. There is a revival that's going to awaken cities. I prophesy and declare that our cities will not burn in natural fire, but they will burn with the fire of the Holy Ghost. There is something shifting in the atmosphere. The very thing the devil thought he would use to hold us back is going to be the catalyst that God uses to awaken his church and call a generation into a move of God. Can I find somebody at home or somebody here who is standing with me and say, I'm with you, preacher. I'm with you, pastor. Mm. So I stand before you today, precious, and I tell you, have discernment, people of God. Hell is fighting because revival is coming. A healing revival is coming to the land. I declared early on that when this is over, our revenge will be revival. So there's a healing revival. Somebody say healing revival. It's, it's going to heal hearts. It's going to heal bodies. Watch this. It's going to heal races. And we are the bride of Christ. And we must absolutely have a wholesale rejection of any thought, conversation, or process that says this last season is the new normal. I believe God is so much bigger than what we have been going through. Now, normal is defined as this. Normal is defined as standard, typical, ordinary, usual, or expected. And on this Pentecost Sunday, as we celebrate the inaugural birthing of the church, may you be advised, if you're watching me online or here in this room, there was nothing standard, typical, usual, or expected about the early church. And I have no desire to lead a church that is standard, typical, usual, expected, or normal. I am declaring in Jesus' name that in this season we will not be normal, we will be paranormal. Okay. I know you religious folks are sitting out there thinking paranormal. My goodness, here Pastor Rayleigh is. I'm not talking about Twilight Zone stuff. I'm not talking about Haunted Mansion stuff at Disney World. Come on, church. I am talking about a Holy Ghost, miracle-working, devil-defeating, cancer-binding, 
Listen, listen, community healing, revival releasing, child saving, hope restoring, God exalted, Christ delivered revival that will have the paranormal mark every moment of it. Para means beyond. And what the Spirit of God has said to me, he said, tell my people who are full of the Holy Ghost to get ready for beyond, paranormal, beyond standard, beyond expected, beyond usual, beyond typical, and beyond ordinary. Get ready to see what you have never seen. Get ready to do, see God do what he has never done. Is there anybody who understands with me that what our nation needs is a paranormal move of God. Make a little noise if that's you. So here is the message today. The message that I'm going to preach today is simply this. The new normal is paranormal. I want you to high five yourself. Come on. Since you can't touch nobody, just high five yourself and tell yourself the new normal is paranormal. Yeah, yeah, the new normal is beyond normal. The new normal is beyond standard, expected, usual, typical, or ordinary. And I believe that God has given me a download specifically for this season in light of what we have been facing as a nation. I'm coming from Acts chapter 2. I wanted to read it from the, from, the, uh, from the Message Bible today. So we're looking at Acts chapter 2. I thought about using the Amplified version, but it was too loud. Come on. So I'm gonna read from the, from the Message Bible. It said, when the Feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, a gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then like wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. There were many Jews, there were many Jews staying in Jerusalem, just them, devout pilgrims, watch this, from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. I hear you, Holy Spirit. I believe people are getting ready to come on the run to the house of the Lord. Come on the run for salvation. Then when they heard one after another, their own mother tongues being spoken, watch this, they were thunderstruck. They couldn't for the life of them figure out what was going on. And they kept saying, aren't all these Galatians or Galileans? How come we're hearing them talk in our various languages and mother tongues, Parthians and Medes and Elamites, visitors from Mesopotamia, Judea, from Cappadocia, from Pontus, Asia, Phyagra, and, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to the Cyrene, the immigrants from Rome. It was cross-cultural. It was, it was, it was multi-race. Everybody was there. Different languages, different cultures, both Jews and proselytes, even Cretans and the Arabs. They were speaking our languages, describing God's mighty works, their heads were spinning. Their heads were spinning. They couldn't make head or tail out of any of it. They talked back and forth confused, and they said, what's going on here? How many of you would like to do something so significant for God and be in a revival that is so significant for God that when people see it, their heads will spin? Come on. 
they'll say, what in the world is going on here? I want to tell you at the inception of this message that there was nothing normal about the early church. And in these moments of tragedy and pandemic and struggle, there can be nothing normal about us either. The early manifestation of Pentecost precious started with such power and miracles that one translation says the people in attendance were thunderstruck. Can they say that of us? They must be willing. They must see us in such a way that when they see God's power in our services and in our lives that they are thunderstruck. Literally, the people had never seen anything like this. All the races, all the cultures were there. Every pigmentation was there. Red, yellow, black, and white, and brown. They were in that place. All colors, all cultures, all backgrounds, both Jews and proselytes, speaking in tongues and hearing the gospel. Let me tell you, I am convinced that our government cannot heal this problem. I am convinced that the answer is not a president it's not a governor it's not a senator I am convinced that one thing can address the issues in America and that thing is a dynamic real outpouring of the Holy Ghost I am telling you that nothing will meet a man's need like the gospel nothing will change a city shift the situation and turn circumstances around like the power of the Holy Spirit being poured out the devil has tried to back the church in the corner but all he has done is made many of us now more desperate than we have ever been and we are telling you devil you will not divide us you cannot have our churches you cannot have our families and you certainly cannot have a last day's revival that we will possess in the mighty name of Jesus born Jews and proselytes they were hearing the gospel I want you to understand it was a cross-cultural thing it healed the people it healed their division since March we've been almost today marks three months that we have not met collectively in our buildings we didn't have on-campus services beginning in March I, I, I felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and I was being obedient I had talked to some leaders when we we forewent church in our traditional ways and in that season, I'm going to be transparent with you, I was concerned, I was searching, I was seeking. May I be honest with you? I know you're super spiritual, but pray for me. I was a little bit shook. Okay, you weren't. But I was a little bit shook to think that we are not meeting in our traditional ways. All logic would tell you that the church can't survive if you're not opening the doors. All logic would tell you there's no offerings, the building is not open, you will not make it. All logic would tell you that the devil is winning. But let me tell you, as I look across the last three months, we have preached to more people than we have ever preached to in our lives. Financially, we should be scraping the bottom of the barrel, but the devil did not understand. He underestimated the people of God. So we stand here today after three months of not opening the doors, after three months of not having services, and not only have we not lost our resources, not only have we not maintained, but our giving is actually up. Oh, I can't hear you give God praise. I'm trying to tell you 
that God's people said, devil, we may not be able to be in the house in our traditional ways, but we have not stopped being the church. I need to hear from the church right now who understands what I'm talking about. It is mind-blowing. It is absolute, it is monumental that we could do this and do eight food drops. We've given away over a quarter million pounds of food. Calvary has been more present. And though we have not been in the building in our traditional ways, I'm so thankful that the Lord was not taken by surprise on this. And he spoke to me before this ever happened because you who can remember will remember that the last part of 2019, God had me in a long-term series and the title of that series was the church has left the building come on somebody the devil thought that the church shut down because the building shut down but he didn't understand that the church is not a building and the church is not seats but it is people who are filled with the power of God that cannot be stopped you are the church the very first week I stood over and I'm saying, Lord, what are we doing? What's going on? What's happening? And the Lord said two words to me. He said, home invasion. Home invasion. God told me that he was invading people's homes in this season. God told me he was about to show off in people's houses this season. See, in this season, there has been a home invasion. A home invasion of the power, the presence, the praise, the preaching, and the worship, and the word. See, some of y'all have never had so much preaching in your home as you've had in this last season. Some of you've never had so much worship in your home, because we've connected to you all the time. Some of y'all never prayed as much, some of y'all never worshiped as much, and you did it sitting right in your chair with a, some popcorn by side of you. Y'all don't say nothing to me. I'm trying to tell you everything that the devil meant for evil, God is turning it for good. Oh, y'all better hear me. We're launching campuses right now. We're moving forward right now. Devil thought he was going to hold us back. No, we have been propelled forward. This has been a home invasion. To another degree, the Lord said to me, to another level, he said, I'm taking the fight to the front lines. And he said, really, the church building is not the front lines. He said, I'm invading people's homes. So I want you to get ready for healing in your home. I want you to get ready for miracles in your, your home. See, the front lines of this paranormal, supernatural move of God will manifest in a great deal, not just in, the, in God's house, but put your hand on your chest and say, in my house. Yeah, it's going to come to your house. See, the move of God is paranormal. And get ready. Here's what I hear the Lord say, precious. Get ready. You at home for beyond normal at your house. Get ready for signs and wonders at your house. Get ready for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit at your house. Get ready for miracles at your house. Now there are several other things that God spoke to me and I will share this as the Lord allows during this season. But I want you to remember that we are celebrating Pentecost Sunday today. Uh, this came 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus. Pentecost Sunday was celebrated 10 days after his ascension. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to be preaching to you not about just a collective Pentecost, but a personal Pentecost. I, I want to see many of you, many of you and your children filled with the paranormal power of God. 
And I want to share with you some facts over the next few minutes about Pentecost and this Jewish feast that will help you understand why this powerful outpouring of the Holy Ghost will allow you to be anything but normal. See, Pentecost is translated into the English word 50. It's celebrated five days after Passover, 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus, 10 days after his ascension. The number 50 is very powerful in the Bible. It represents a number of things. 50 represents in the Bible the fullness of God. It represents having more than enough. But it also means to be paid in full with nothing lacking. As I was studying this and preparing this and opening my heart for what the Lord would say, here's the first nugget that the Lord said I should drop in your hearts today. Number one, he said, get ready. Prepare for beyond normal fullness. Okay, got 12 of you that said amen. Much of the church has been running on fumes. Many people have just been barely getting by. But I hear the Lord say, get ready for beyond normal fullness. Come on, somebody. On Pentecost 2,000 years ago, the early church was fully filled with the power of God. Now, I want you to ask somebody around you, what are you full of? No, 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 you better not. Come on, come on. L let me tell you, the Bible says to that, that we should be full of the Holy Spirit in Ephesians 5:18. So this is your time to get empty of fear, to get empty of doubt, to get empty of depression, to get empty of defeat, and you are about to be filled with the Holy Ghost like you've never been filled before. You're going to walk, respond, pray, work, move in the power of the Holy Ghost. We're going to heal the land in the power of the Holy Ghost. We're going to come together in the power of the Holy Ghost. We're not going to ignore the issues, but we're going to rise up and we're going to come by the Spirit of God and we're going to bring healing in this land. Devil, I bind you. Have discernment, people of God. I want you to understand that hell is hoping that we will shut up as our cities burn. He's hoping that we will be quiet. When these tragedies occur, he's hoping that we will be quiet. He is banking on the fact that the church will operate in the same fear that the world is operating in. But there is a generation that is rising up that says, I am full of the Holy Ghost and I have what it takes to heal the land. Come on, somebody. There is nothing more dangerous to the devil's agenda than a believer who is full of the Spirit of God. So make a little noise if you want to be more filled with the Spirit of God than you've ever been filled with before. Come on. Come on, somebody say more Holy Ghost. Come on, say more Holy Ghost. Somebody say more Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. The number 50, it represents fullness, precious, but it also represents fullness in the sense of no lack. I dare you to say no lack. Come on, somebody get crazy. High five yourself and say no lack. Come on, say no lack. Beyond normal, unusual, declare no lack. Come on, no lack, no lack, no, no lack. The Bible said no good thing. Will he withhold from those who walk uprightly? Psalms 34.10 says, The young lions lack, and the young lions suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any 
good thing. Say no good thing. Come on, is healing a good thing? Oh, I need to hear from you. I said, is healing a good thing? You at home, is healing a good thing? <laughs> is peace a good thing? Is power a good thing? Is racial unity a good thing? Is revival a good thing? Is hope a good thing? There shall be no lack in this season. I declare that there's going to be paranormal provision coming to your house. I declare that there will be supernatural provision coming to our nation. I declare that God will not let this last week or these last months go unanswered. I declare that God is going to bring his people to a place where every problem that arises, we will not lack the answer. Is there anybody here ready for no lack? Give God praise if you're ready for no lack. My, my, my. Somebody shout no lack. I say in the name of Jesus that there will be no lack, that this will be a time of paranormal provision, that everything we need to address every problem that has come against us, every financial issue, every moral issue, every issue that our nation is battling with right now, God will give us what we need to be the agent of healing. God, and I just feel like I need to tell you this, and I need to speak this over you. God shall supply everything you need for everything he has called you to do. Okay, I got about half of you that are there. How many of you feel like you need God's provision in this next season? Slip up your hands and let me speak it over you. I declare that God will supply everything you need to do everything he has called you to do in this next season. There will be no lack. If you receive that at home and here, make a little noise right now. He's already provided. But precious, let's go a little bit deeper. The number 50 also represents paid in full. It literally means nothing owed. Mm. You know, it, it means it's paid off. It means the account is settled. It means the bill has been paid. There is nothing owed. I said nothing owed. I said nothing owed. In First Chronicles 21, David builds an altar to God on Ornan's wheat threshing floor. And Ornan said, you the king, I'm going to give you a deal. David said, I don't want a deal. He said, I'll pay the full price. Grant it to me for the full price. I don't want a shortcut. I don't want to have to get this. I want to pay the full price because I want everything that God has supplied. I want him to know I'm serious about this. And the price was 50 shekels. And then in Luke, 50 was what was paid to settle up the cost of the oil. The steward said, if you'll just give us 50 shekels, all the oil will be paid for. David said, I'm going to pay 50 shekels and pay the full price because I'm going to get back in right relationship with God. And then in Acts, and in Acts, the Bible says that the Spirit was poured out, but it was poured out on Pentecost. This is 50 days after Jesus had paid the full price for sin. He paid the full price to pave the way for the fresh oil and the fresh fire of God to be poured out on Pentecost. I want to tell you something. Fresh oil and fresh fire. I want you to just raise your hands and say this after me say fresh oil come on at home shout fresh oil say fresh power shout new fire is mine say I don't have to pay for it 
Say, I don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Say, Jesus already paid for all I need in full. My, 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 my. My healing is paid for. My redemption is paid for. My new season is paid for. Everything, I, an outpouring of the Holy Ghost is paid for. Revival is paid for. We can't earn it. We can never earn it. We can't buy it. We can never afford it. But there is a paranormal anointing. There is a fresh oil and outpouring coming your way. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus paid it all. Come on, hug yourself. Rock yourself a little bit. Come on, you can't hug nobody because we're social distancing. Y'all too religious. Just get a hold of yourself and encourage yourself and say, Jesus paid it all. Where you at, Pastor John? Jesus paid it all. Y'all remember that song? Some of y'all been trying to figure out, how am I going to earn this next season? How am I going to figure it out? How am I going to manufacture it? How am I going to make it happen? How can I do this? How can we heal the land? How can we restore our nation? How can we get past the pandemic? How can we recover from the financial problems? How can we have revival? How do you do it? I don't have enough. I don't have enough skill. I don't have enough ability. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough resources. I'm under qualified. I don't have what it takes. I can't do it. But here's the word for you. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed in white as snow. By God, I've come to tell you, maybe you don't feel like you can do it. Maybe you don't feel like you're smart enough, gifted enough, articulate enough, connected enough. You ain't got the ability. You don't have the resources. But here's what you got to know. Jesus paid it all and all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed in white I snow. We got to sing it one more time. Throw up your hands and let hell know I don't have to do it because Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed, he washed, he washed, Jesus Somebody to go in right now who believes that Jesus paid it all. Oh, somebody shout paid in full. Paid in full. It is your time for beyond normal fullness. So 50 represents beyond normal fullness. But also 50 represents bringing in a new harvest. So the Lord, the second nugget the Lord dropped in my spirit was this, prepare for beyond normal, paranormal newness. I'm ready for God to do a new thing. If you can watch the news and you can see what's going on in the nation and not realize that we need a new thing, something's wrong with you. We got to have a new thing. I said we got to have a new thing. I want you to get ready for paranormal, beyond normal newness. Bless God, we're not going to come out of COVID-19 
and out of the tragedies that we've seen even this last week that broke our hearts that made us weep, that kept many of us awake, saying, Lord, how can we be a healing agent in this time? We're not going to come out of this the same old way, but we are going to come out of this and say, God, we're ready for the new. I'm talking to people right now, I'm talking to people online. You've had a season where you felt frustrated. You've had a season where you felt stuck. You've had this time where you felt limited, defeated, hungry for more. You wanted more but didn't even know how to get it. You said, I felt stuck, I felt defeated, I felt limited. But I declare this in faith. I said, Lord, help me to preach even through these trying times in what you once said to your church. I hear the Lord say, get ready. I hear the Lord say, you're not going to be trapped, frustrated, stuck, limited, or defeated. He will not let you stay hungry and broken. The Lord is getting ready to do something new. I said the Lord is getting ready to do something new. If you're happy with where you are and with what you've had in the condition of our nation, you will not like this message. But if there's something rising up inside of you that says, God, we can't continue the way we've been continuing, Lord, make us be unstuck. Lord, we don't want to be frustrated. Do a brand new thing. Then I'm here on assignment to preach to you today. Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, behold, I will do a new thing. Somebody shout new thing. I said shout new thing. My God, I need to tell somebody, the Lord is going to do a new thing now. I need to tell somebody that the wait is over. The time is now. The time is now. The time, we can't figure it out and then move. We got to move right now. The church can't try to figure this thing out and then try to be a voice. We got to move right now. Let's break this text apart. Isaiah said, behold, behold is the equivalent of surprise. Somebody needs to shout surprise. Come on, look over at your husband, your wife, your brother, your sister. Just shout surprise. Even if somebody is a whole row away from you, just give them a thumbs up and say surprise. Look at your house. Look at, look at your friends and say surprise. Yeah, he said surprise. I'm about to do a new thing. God said, I know you got issues, but surprise. He said, I know you're broken, but surprise. I know you feel unqualified, but surprise. I know you've wrestled with unforgiveness, but surprise. I know you've had critical people in your life doubt you, but surprise. I know you've doubted yourself but surprise I know you've got all the reasons that you can't succeed but surprise I'm about to do a new thing now the word new thing it means a fresh thing it means a thing previously not done before here's what I hear the Lord say the Lord said to tell you that what he's getting ready to do is a new thing somebody shout new thing yeah, yeah, it's not a redecorated thing. God said, I'm, I'm going to do a new thing, not a redecorated thing, not a remodeled thing, not, not a little bit better version of what I've done before, not a little bit better version of a whole thing, but God said, I'm about to do something that has never been done before. I'm about to show you what you've never seen. I'm about to take you where you've never been. I'm about to heal the land. I'm about to bring revival. Somebody shout if you're ready. Okay, and then some of you say, well, Pastor Riley, I'm actually on a time crunch.
You know, I've got, I've got it in my iPhone, on my telephone, I'm on a time crunch, I've got it in my planner, and I just need to know when this is going to happen. I got a lot going on, Pastor Riley. What's up with that? I'm all excited. Woo, yeah. But Pastor Riley, you know I got a lot going on. Come on now. I got shows I have taped. I want to watch them. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I got a lot going on. Pastor Riley, when is this new thing going to happen? He said, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Now. I need somebody to get in faith with me and shout now. I need some church folk who believe in the now of God. I need a right now revival. I need a right now. I declare now your city is going to break out in a move of God. I declare now our cities are not going to burn because of rioters. Our city will burn because there is an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. If you believe in the right now of God, one, two, three, make a little noise. Good God, high-five yourself and say now. Come on, just high-five yourself and say now. Point out yourself and say now. Touch yourself and say now. Shout now. Healing now. Restoration now. Hope now. Revival now. Peace now. People of God have discernment. Revival is coming. There's a now coming into your house. There's a now coming into your city. There's a now coming into your circumstance. Somebody say now. Be seated for just a moment and I'll be in the process of closing. So now represents fullness. Now represents newness. Now fullness, now newness. Pentecost unleashed that day, fullness and newness. And it happened right then, and it's gonna happen right now. But the thing Pentecost was most known for as a feast, it was the ingathering of the harvest. Here's what the Lord said to me. Prepare for a beyond normal harvest. 3,000 souls were saved in one day. The church exploded. In all actuality, this is our birthday. All the billions of people that have followed Jesus, it started that day because there was a paranormal, beyond normal harvest. The early church brought in the harvest. If you think our nation is divided, you cannot imagine what ancient Israel was like with Jews divided from Greeks, 
and Jews in their own sex. When you had Romans lording over the Jews and the Christians. When you had every race of people with such serious divisions that it was impossible that they could come together. But on the day of Pentecost, there was an outpouring of the Holy Ghost that transcended cultures, that healed nations, that released revival and brought in souls. I'm telling you, when this is over, people are going to be saved at another level. I stood there today. And even though we are social distancing and we've had to see people in all different places, I heard the Holy Spirit say, don't fret. When this is over, you're going to be better than good. You, you, you're going to see everything I promised. We are going to have a paranormal harvest. We're starting campuses now. We're bringing campuses online. We're not doing it because we ain't got nothing to do. We're doing it because we're going to have a paranormal harvest. You say, Pastor Rayleigh, have you watched the news? I absolutely have. I've watched it so much that I can't bear to watch it anymore. Is that unspiritual of me? I've been so broken. When it all started happening, I responded immediately on my social media. And I said, Lord, what would you have me to do? Because see, I'm all about the harvest. I'm all about souls. I'm all about people. And the devil wants to make us think that racism is the no new norm, that it's going to be that, that a man on the neck of another man for nine minutes, this is going to be the regular, but the devil is a liar. The devil wants to make us think that our city's burning is going to be the new norm. Devil, you're a liar! The devil wants to make us think that now people are afraid and they'll never gather back in the house of the Lord and people will worship only online. Devil, you are a liar. It is a matter of time. God will heal the land and he will use his church because it's time for a paranormal supernatural harvest and the new normal is paranormal. So I close precious with this. I said, Lord, what would you have me to do? Lord, this is heartbreaking, heart-wrenching. Because I have pastored a cross-cultural church for pushing a quarter of a century. You are sons and daughters to me, brothers and sisters. You are family to me. So when one of us hurt, we all hurt because we are more than the pigmentation of our skin. We are more than the cultural caveats that we say, well, I can't do this because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm this color or I'm this background. No, there is something that unites us and brings us together, and it is the name that is above every name. It is the name of Jesus. So I said, Lord, what would you have me do? And the Lord said, healing begins with conversation. 
He said, the devil wants you quiet. He said, don't be quiet. Start talking. So I reached out to African-American leaders and clergy. And I said, will you join me? Will you just sit on my stage? I'm willing to hear. I'm willing to talk. Let's find healing. So Wednesday night, we're going to sit on this stage. We're going to sit on this stage, fathers and sons, and we're going to have a conversation that hears, that heals, and releases hope. It's going to start with conversation, but it's not going to end with conversation because it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to be about it. So we're going to be seen as actively loving our brothers and sisters. We're going to be seen as determined to make a difference in a world. Because I believe when this is all over, there's going to be a paranormal harvest. We're going to see souls like never before. I envision again this building packed with people running over with red, yellow, black, and white, and brown. If you're ready for that, get on your feet and give God a shout of praise. I said, give God a shout of praise. I said, give the Lord a shout of praise. I closed with this early on when this first started. We're filming. I'm, I'm saying, God, what, what's happening? What's happening? It was the first or second week that we were filming, and I was standing there, and the Lord said to me, he said, this is a divine reset. I'm taking my church through a divine reset. And, and I stood up, and I've heard a lot of preachers talk about it since then, but I know that that night the Lord spoke to me. And I believe it must be something that he is saying collectively to the body of Christ. I said, Lord, a divine reset. He said, yes. He said, when you reset a computer, it gets restarted and reinstated to its original settings. When, when you reset a computer, everything that you have put on it that has slowed it down, everything that you have put on it that kept it from operating quickly and efficiently, he said all that is taken off and it is returned to its factory settings. He said my church lost its way. He said it took on things that it didn't need. We allowed things we didn't need to allow. We opened the door for things that we needed not open the door for. He said, and it bogged my church down. He said, so I have pulled my church in a pause. He said, I am restarting my church now. He said, this is a divine reset. He said, the church has gotten away from what I called it to be, and it's been far from its original intent. But I hear the Lord say, now get ready. He said, I'm bringing my church back in power. I'm bringing my church back in authority. I'm bringing my church back in revival. This is a divine reset. Is there anybody ready for paranormal? Paranormal is the new normal. So since today we're not laying hands on people in our traditional ways, throughout this month I'm going to be talking about Pentecostal power. We spoke and we have decided to do this. We want to release a power over your family today. We want you to lay hands on whoever you're with. If you're by yourself, lay hands on yourself. 
but I want you to reach right now and I want you to lay hands on somebody. I want you to lay hands on your children. <laughs> I want you to come together, mom and dad. <laughs> your son, your daughter, your family. We're calling forth a new normal. We're calling forth a paranormal. A paranormal that becomes the new normal. Pour your spirit out in Racine, Wisconsin. Pour your spirit out in Panama City, Florida. Pour your spirit out in Orlando. Pour your spirit out, God, in New Smyrna, Palm Coast, and Ormond. But God, pour your spirit out on my son. Pour your spirit out on my daughter. Pour your spirit out on my family. Oh God, we declare a season of fullness. We declare a season of healing. We declare a time of revival. Devil, we bind you. We have sensitivity, we have discernment. You will not hold revival back. Paranormal is the new normal. Now if you receive it in your house, if you receive it right here, somebody give God praise for a divine reset. No, that's not gonna do. I said give God praise for a divine reset. Look at me, precious. I'm about to hand this ball off. But here's what the Lord spoke to me. We didn't, we didn't understand in the process the magnitude of what we would be facing even this Sunday. We didn't understand the magnitude of the challenges that would be in our world even this Sunday. But the Lord said, I knew it was coming. So I've reset my church. And we're going to find out in these days. Who I feel the anointing. We're going to find out that the church is going to rise with answers. This Wednesday night, I want you to pray for me. I'm bringing all kind of people together and sitting right on this stage. I want you to share it, and I want you to pray for me because people are mean, not y'all, but I deal with mean people sometimes. I deal with a lot, mostly good people, but there's going to be people who will hate on me. There's going to be people who will talk about me. There's going to be people on every side of the fence that will say, there he is. Who does he think he is trying to have a discussion like that? But one good thing about Jim Rayleigh. I ain't scared of nobody. Hey, I, I got, I, I've learned the delete button. I've learned the block button. So I can not only delete you, I can block you, not by might or by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. But I want you to pray for me. Who can agree? that this Wednesday night will be a conversation that begins to heal our land. I believe it could very well go viral. I need you to share it. Can you do it? Can you make it happen? Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it inspired you in every single way. For more information about Calvary Christian Center or to give, you can go to calvaryfl.com and be sure to subscribe and like this podcast. And we will see you next week here on the Calvary FL Podcast.